0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Dw, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: We are the bride radio is the voice of the true bride of Christ.
2: This is a -A WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you.
1: Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight.
2: This Bible study to you. We give you praise, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus. And Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. God is good. Amen, Bride. Let me pull it up on the screen here for today. I pray everyone had a good Saturday. Okay, today we are focusing on the idol of Greasy Grace and False Hope. Okay, good morning everybody. Good morning Jean. Good morning Joseph. Um... It's the idol of tickling ears and feeling good gospel. So let's see what the word says about it. Man, I tell y'all what, these Bible studies are amazing. I love them. I'm learning a lot myself. The Lord is good this morning. Amen. Amen. Okay, as I said, I used the King James Version. You know, my mother passed away last year. And I've got a lot of good things from her that's worth more than any amounts of money. And that is the word. I got the Bible that she sought the Lord with. And I treasure it very much. Uh, This is the King James Thompson Chain Reference Bible. I prefer the King James because of the story of King James. I feel that it's the closest. I mean, it's not perfect, but I believe God anoints all the words in here um, to the Lord. It's the first one, it's the original, and uh, if you only knew the story, it is such an amazing story, how the Catholics, uh, this is why it's so important, Brian, for us not to merge with the Catholics because of what they did to deliver truth to us. They tried to assassinate King James four or five times uh, for for having this word printed. Because at that time, only the priest could talk to God and communicate with God and have the word. So King James enabled the average man to be able to have the word of God. So that's why I like it so much. Okay, so let's start in 2 Timothy chapter 4. And remember, my little man, he is from the U version app. I like having it read at the same time I'm reading. Okay, so here we go.
1: Therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. The instant season out of season, approve, rebuke,
2: Exhort with all
1: long-suffering and doctrine.
2: Pause. Pause, pause, pause. Bride, let's examine this. He says right here, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his coming. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. But what does he say right here? And this is where the greasy grace and false hope uh, doctrine it stops right here, because it says reprove, rebuke, and exhort, with long suffering and doctrine. What is doctrine? Doctrine means you are preaching truth. You are preaching foundational principles. That you cannot uh, come off of. Let me go over here. I am going to look this up. Because this is a very good point. See, what happens is, is these uh, people that preach these things, they get off a doctrine. uh, And they just teach like what feels good to people. a tickling ears gospel, what makes them feel good. Here's the official definition of doctrine. A belief or set of beliefs held and taught by a church, political party, or other group. Okay, so we want to have good doctrine. Okay, so let's keep going. The time will come when they will not endure sounder doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Okay, pause right there. So the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. There's doctrine, but it's not sound. Lord, put us with people that have sound doctrine. But after their own lust, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, if you're preaching the truth, And they don't want to hear it because it's causing them to be under conviction. And they know that they have to give up something. That they have to go higher. uh, And they don't want to. So they will step over into a church somewhere that is preaching the tickling ears where they can feel good in their sin, comfortable in their sin. But all that's going to do, bright, is send them straight to hell. Because God says there is nothing that you should love more than me. You are making an idol of yourself, basically. That's what all this is. When they preach the tickling ears, the feel-good gospel is, is building up self. Well, how can you say that? At least they're preaching the gospel. They're preaching partial truth. Because it is causing them to be stagnant like this. They can't go higher than this because they're not getting told the whole truth. They're not dying to self. See, Christianity, this is where the majority of the church today, not the majority, but a lot of them, they're not causing people to look at their self and die. That is Christianity. Is a constant rollover of death. It is not a bless me club. It is not a social hierarchy. Uh, It's not anything like that. It's not a clique. It's not a tribe. It's not a cool thing. I mean, it's cool, but it's not like the way that it's being presented. It is a go low type of gospel. The Lord tells you, be a servant unto others. No, not a (laughs) servant. Yes. The Lord says, prefer others above yourself. The Lord says to love your neighbor. I don't want to love my neighbor if they're poor and if they got problems and, and because sin is ugly. I don't want to touch ugly. No, that is the word of God. That is Christianity. Christianity goes to nursing homes. It goes where other people don't want to go. It goes to the prisons, it goes to the jails, it goes to the streets, it goes to Skid Row. Where is the social gospel? How is it helping mankind like that? Okay, so let's go back. Let's go back to the Word.
1: And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables.
2: Bride, remember I told you, isn't it amazing... That every morning on our Bible study, that word pops up every time. What about it when it says truth? Let God's truth roll down like a river in our nation. We need a revival of truth. And it says here, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. And listen, Brad. Why is it so important that our ears are in tune to the truth? You know why? Because it says in Revelation, in the end of time, which is where we're at, let us hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. If our ears are not in tune with the Spirit, we're going to follow any false doctrine. We're going to follow any, anything that is not right. Because our ears are not attuned to the truth. Lord, I pray over every one of my friends that are watching this. And that will ever watch this broadcast. That their ears would be tuned to the truth. Yes, Lord, we need to know truth in this hour. And be turned from fables. Alright, let's keep going.
1: But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. All right. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight.
2: Oh. I have
1: finished my course.
2: Oh. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, oh, which the Lord,
1: the righteous Judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only. But all them also that love is
2: appearing. Okay, listen, bride. This is another tidbit of truth right here. He is saying he's fought a good fight. He has finished his course. His reward is later. His reward is later. It is not now, this tickle me elmo gospel now. Make me feel good now, Lord, so I can burn in hell later. No, Lord, set me straight now. Correct me, rebuke me, chastise me. Please, Lord, because I want to have my reward later, like he is saying right here. His crown of righteousness, which the righteous judge See, let me point this out. That's another thing about this greasy grace and false hope gospel. They do not present God as a judge. He is holy. He is righteous. He expects righteous living. Did you know that in his word he says that it's the minimum you should do is to give your body over to him? As a what does that mean? It means that you recognize that you're the temple of the Holy Ghost and you can't touch the unclean things. That's the minimum that we should do as being a Christian. We shouldn't go to clubs. We shouldn't sleep around. We shouldn't uh, go to places where, you know, that the devil is and it is being used for the devil. You know what I mean? Like Those are just minimum things because why, why is it like that? It's because we fear the Lord, we understand that He's with us, He's right here, so would i would I walk holding his hand into that place? Would I want the Lord to know that I'm doing those things? No, because He's a righteous judge, and I fear him, I fear him. Because I love him and I want to respect him, I want to honor him wherever I go, and show give me on that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also, love his appearing. Remember, Brian, when we read in the word yesterday, that we want to be bold. It may have been the day before yesterday, but we want to be bold at his appearing. What does that mean? It means we're confident. That we have lived a life where we will not be ashamed at his returning. That we will be ready for his returning. We will be eagerly anticipating his returning. And not be ashamed when we hear the trumpet call. But that we will be, yes, my Savior has come for me. And we will be ready to see him and not be embarrassed because we have dabbled in too much sin. Okay, let's keep going. We're on verse 9 now, Bride.
1: Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having
2: loved this present world. Aw, oh, isn't that sad, Bride? Isn't that sad? Obviously, one of his friends had forsaken him because he loved the present world. Remember we read in the word yesterday that if you love the world more than him you're not worthy of the kingdom. When we partner with the world uh, it is not a good thing because we are in the world, yes but we're not of the world. We are called of the Lord to be separate and called for his purposes and his will. I just think that's sad that he pointed that out like that. His friend left him because he loved the world. Let's keep going.
1: Is the problem. Thessalonica,
2: Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry.
1: Antichicus have I sent to Ephesus. The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus when thou comest, bring with thee, and the books, but especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his
2: works. Oh, Lord. Of whom be thou aware also,
1: for he hath greatly withstood our words.
2: Wow.
1: At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me.
2: All right. Pause, pause, pause. When he says right here, I want y'all to pay attention to what's happening here, Bride. He's basically telling Timothy, he's like, I'm being greatly persecuted, Timothy. I had a guy leave me because... He loved the world more than the truth. Okay. Remember he said back here in verse 4. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. And shall turn unto fables. And then he's saying that these other people left him. And for them to be weary of them. Because. uh, What was that he said? They did him much evil. Okay, um, reward him according to his works. Uh, in other words, he's getting, res- he's getting resistance because he's preaching the truth. So I want to point that out there today, bride, that truth will bring persecution. Okay. When you stand up for the truth, uh, which involves the fear of the Lord, which involves justice because God is holy You know, as far as rebuke, chastise, and correction, uh, a lot of people don't want that. You know, especially in our society, this is is his time, Paul's time, but in our society, it's the same way. Because the generation that we're involved with now is the, when I was in marketing, they titled it the entitlement uh, generation. Which means they don't like being corrected. Remember that this generation was not whipped. You know, when I was a kid, we got whipped with a paddle. We got whipped with a a belt. We was kept in line. You know, we had consequences for our actions. But this generation does not. This generation, they were tickled so much growing up that how dare you tell them that God is going to send somebody to hell for sin. That is just terrible. God, I don't know that kind of God. And actually, Bride, there's been a whole lot of ministers come off of that doctrine alone where they are not even teaching hell. That's another point about the greasy grace and false hope preaching is that it does not preach about hell, the fear of the Lord in hell. Did you know Jesus talked more about hell than a lot of things? Hell is as real as your next breath. You know, uh, I prayed with many people on their deathbed for a year and a half. The Lord had me do that traveling and praying with people on their deathbed. I thank the Lord that I never prayed with someone uh, that had the experience of hell. But the other people that did it with me in the hospice program told me some horror stories of how they would be praying with people. Uh, before they died right there at the end and they would be screaming because they're already being tortured. Oh, actually, I did interview somebody like that, by the way. Uh, It was a girl. She was one of my highest uh, viewed shows. She was a homosexual and she was doing drugs and she was living, you know, that party lifestyle. And she said that her body... If I say this wrong a little bit, please forgive me, but this is the gist of it. Her body was still alive, but her soul or whatever was down in hell already. She knew she was burning in hell and that her body was about to fall over dead, and she you know, and so she was screaming out on the earth in her last breath, and she called this woman that she knew was a Christian, and she said, "I'm dying." And that friend said, call out the name of Jesus right now. And she called out the name of Jesus. And immediately she come out of hell and come back. And then was catapulted into heaven immediately. She went from there to there to there. And then, she I mean, her story is amazing. But she talked about hell and how terrible it was. You know, but if we're not telling people... That this is reality hell and heaven the afterlife is a reality you need to know this people because you need to make right decisions you need to know this is another thing about the greasy grace and false hope teaching that is so terrible they are not teaching about spiritual warfare it's only a good that they're always seeing it's only a positive narrative taking place Okay, so what are we going to do whenever chaos happens in the earth? How are you preparing them type of deal? Okay, so let's keep going. I think we're on verse 15.
1: I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion
2: okay so we're at verse 16 and 17 at first my answer no man stood with me but all men forsook me okay there's the persecution all men forsook thee, me I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge in other words I forgive them and let them go amen Now I was saying the Lord stood with me come on now we are not alone when we preach the gospel when we preach the truth The Lord is with us, and that's who we want to please anyways. Amen. And strengthen me. Thank you, Jesus. You give us strength, Lord, that by me the preaching might be fully known. Come on now. What was that I put on that idol this morning? They are not preaching the full gospel. Let it be fully known. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm ready to speak in tongues. And that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Come on now. Supernatural things happening to Paul. Because Paul was preaching the truth. He did not water down the gospel. Let's keep going. Okay, now we're on verse 18
1: shall deliver me
2: from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Okay. So he's saying the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and shall preserve me into his heavenly kingdom. You know there's only two kingdoms on this earth. The kingdom of this world and the kingdom of heaven. Even though we are walking in the kingdom of this world because we live here in the spirit, we can be walking in the kingdom of heaven. Okay? Alright. That was verse twenty-one where he says, Do thy diligence to come before winter. Okay, we're almost done. So
1: Priscilla and the household of Benisfus, Erastus abode in Corinth, but Trophimus have I left at my sick. Do thy diligence to come before winter. Eubalus greeth thee, and Puddens, and Linus, and Claudia, and all the brethren.
2: Oh the Lord Jesus
1: Christ be with thy spirit. Grace be with you. Amen.
2: I think it's awesome how he addresses them. He addresses them by name. He knows them. He has a relationship with them. That is pretty cool, isn't it, Brian? Okay, all right, well, I just want to say one thing over here in second second uh, Timothy chapter two, verse fifteen. okay, well, actually, let's back up. let's back up to verse ten, therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, then we shall also live with him. Remember, bride, I told you a few minutes ago, that is the whole point of Christianity. Which this type of gospel, the false hope, the greasy grace, they do not teach death. But death to ourselves, we have to do every day. That is a part of being a Christian. So it says right here, it's a faithful saying that if we be dead with him, we will live with him. When we preach this, uh, I want to say heresy, it is causing people's flesh to be built up. We don't want the flesh to be built up. We want our flesh to die. It's bringing the reality to the Christians. Listen, you're in a war. You're in an army. You are, uh, you know, in a hostile environment, basically. And you need to be equipped. You need to know what to do in this world. So you've got to die in order to gain. If you gain this whole world, but lose your soul, what good is that going to do you? Then it says in verse 12, if we suffer... We shall also reign with him. Come on. This gospel does not teach about suffering. The false hope and greasy grace does not teach suffering. But we do suffer. The Christians suffer. We go through persecution. That's suffering. Uh, We go through attacks. That's suffering. We go through rejection by man. That's suffering. But this gospel doesn't teach that. We shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman, that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. If I pick and choose all the positive scriptures, okay, and I'm teaching only the positive things to the bride, and I'm not telling her, The Lord is your strong tower! He's going to help you to overcome. You've got to die to yourself and put His will above yours. You need to fast. You need to seek the Lord. You need to give up your uh, vain uh, things, you know, type of deal. Uh, Hell is a real place. Consequences for your sins. God cannot be around sin. You've got to give it up. Let it go. You know, type of deal. Causing them to mature. Causing them to go higher. Causing them to have their face before the Lord. Uh, As a mirror. When we read the word, I tell people this. When you read this word, it's reading you. It's a mirror. It's examining your heart. Them roots that are inside of you are coming to the surface. But if I look at this word, and I, I don't want to hear anything negative, because a lot of them say, I don't like hearing all this negative stuff about sin. Well, I hate to tell you this, but if you don't deal with it, it's going to send you straight to hell. You need to get it out. Let the Lord cleanse you. Because look right here, bride, in verse chapter 3. Thus know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof that's that gospel for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with divers lust ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth there is that word again bride truth ever learning You may be learning, but you're not coming to the truth. That's the whole point of this idol today. That is the whole point. He says in verse 10, But thou hast fully known my doctrine. Remember, doctrine is key. Manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience. Persecutions and afflictions come with Christianity. Which came unto me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, which persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. What does that mean? We don't have to fear. Yea, and all that shall live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. What? What? Oh my goodness, you're saying if I walk in truth, I will suffer persecution. What? You mean I'm going to suffer? Yes. I'm telling you the truth, not the lying, greasy gospel. The truth is you're in an army. The truth is you're going to suffer. The truth is you're going to be rejected, abandoned, persecuted, Just like Jesus was. If you're not, you're not living right. Come on now. If you are not experiencing this like Paul did, just like the Bible says, then you need to check yourself. Come on now. You need to check yourself. Because something you're doing is not right. Because everybody's too well accepting of it. If they're well accepting, they must have itching ears, tickling ears. The truth hurts. The truth divides. The truth splits. Because the the Lord the word says it comes down like a hammer bam. It splits like a two-edged sword. It divides. Why? Because the lie is exposed. Come on now. And then it says, "But evil men and seducers" Seducers that preach this—that is seducing spirits. Why? It's seducing your flesh. Oh, please build me up. I need. I want to go to an empowerment center. Build me up. Build up. Tell me how I can get blessed. What do I need to do? Come on, give me a word. Give me a word. How can I get blessed today? How can I go higher? Instead of. Listening to the truth, telling you to go lower. You, you got to die today. But evil men and seducers wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Wow. But continue thou in those things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture, here we go, is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Reproof? What? You mean we should be preaching reproving? Yes. Reproof for correction. Are we preaching correction? For instruction in righteousness. Right there is the scripture of the day. If we are preaching. Instructions into righteousness. What is that? I am teaching you how. To walk in righteous living. Remember bride. We read in the scripture. That is our least service. That's the least thing we do as Christians. Righteous living is walking in holiness. I'm walking in righteousness and holiness. Right living. Okay, so if I'm going to teach you how to live right, it's going to be contrary to the world. Yes, it is. Right living is contrary to the world. Right living. Dress appropriately. (gasps) No, don't you tell me how to dress. That is being legalist, really. I'm telling you that the word says, do not be a stumbling block to somebody else. Do not cause others to lust. Walk yourselves uprightly before the Lord. Walk knowing who you represent. <clears throat> You represent the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and you should not dress like that, especially when you're up on a platform. When God has elevated you to be an example unto his people and his sheep, and you step up there in short skirts, no sleeves, with your boobs hanging out, and you're causing people to look at you and to have their mind wander the whole time, Instead of the word that God wants to deliver out of you, woe unto you for being a stumbling block to my babies. That is righteous living. But are we teaching that? You cannot go into places such as, I've brought this up before about the tattoo parlors. And this is nothing against people, you know, not trying to bring shame on people that have tattoos or anything like that. It's just a very good understanding of what, how we should not touch the unclean thing. We step into these parlors that are full of satanic images. They use instruments to carve satanic images and to mar people for life. And we walk in there as the body of Christ with the light and step into darkness And then we allow them to take that instrument that was used by the devil to mar people who are hurting, to mar people who are depressed and don't know which way to turn, and to scar their skin for life. And we're using that very same instrument to carve God's temple. All this. We will be held accountable for that because we're stepping into the fruits of darkness. And when we do that, we commit a soul tie because now we've partnered with them and they drew blood on me and they cut me. So now you have partnered with the fruits of darkness. That's righteous living. You don't do that. You don't walk in places you shouldn't go. You don't touch things you shouldn't touch. You don't be careful little feet where you go. Be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little hands what you touch. Be careful little ears. What you hear, see what I mean? that's righteous living. this is the least we should do, and when we're in tune with the Holy Spirit, we will hear him, and he will say, "Don't go in there, daughter don't 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 get involved in that. Don't talk to that man. uh keep yourself preserved, keep yourself protected as unto the Lord, because I belong to him." This is all of us. We belong to him. We've been bought with a price. Our bodies are not our own. Our bodies are the temple. Our bodies are his to do what he wants. We don't have the authority to just go off into ungodly places and things like that. This is righteous living. But it says right here in verse 16. This is Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. That all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. This mood that's taking place right now across the earth, this uh, ecumenical movement and the emerging church, that's what this is. It is a feel-good gospel where everybody's included. It's called inclusion. Where everybody's included. Blurring the lines of doctrine. Doctrine basically does not exist except the Pope's agenda, which wants to make God feminine and all this other ungodly mess. But it is profitable for doctrine. We have to love doctrine because this is what we die for. It's like what happened with Martin Luther when he nailed that thesis on the door to the Catholic Church. He put his foot down and he said this is what God says, and this is what God wants. This is my doctrine, and I'm sticking to it if it kills me. And that's what birthed the Protestant church. They protested against the Catholics. And they said, we refuse to partner with that ungodly mess, the worship of idols that y'all do. And see what has happened in our country with this ecumenical movement, is they have taken the nail out of that, and they have come back into one with them. They have partnered with them in those doctrines of devils, seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So this is why doctrine, in this hour that we live in, is so important. Because we should want to die for doctrine. Because this is the truth, the Bible says it, and I'm not moving off of it, because this is him, that's doctrine. Okay, and then for reproof for correction. This is uh, what Christianity is about. Paul said and explained it in chapter 4. Suffering. You're going to suffer as a Christian. This greasy grace and false hope does not teach the suffering, does not teach hell, does not teach reality, basically. It's all a very positive agenda, positive speaking. Really, it's like new age. Because that's how new age is. They're very positive. They're very, uh, you know, the yoga, stretching yourself to all these gods and all this, the essential oils. uh, Everything's natural, but they act like it's all good, but it's not. It's got a satanic agenda to it. Reproof for correction. In Christianity, God is holy. God is just. We should want him to correct us, rebuke us. We saw it here. Uh, in chapter 3 and in chapter 4. That he wants to. Uh, keep us walking in truth. And the truth is what brings persecution. The truth. Is what divides. And it will cause you to be separated. Be persecuted. For instruction. In righteousness. Your minister. The people that we have, you know, partnered with and tied ourselves to and we're receiving from should be doing all this. They should be feeding us in righteousness. What do you mean? They should be teaching me about right living, what to do, what not to do, what to look out for, how to protect you as the bride. I'm going to tell you the truth and cause you to walk in right living. See, they don't do this anymore because they don't want people leaving their churches. But back in the day, they would tell you, do not smoke, drink, or cuss. God wants you to go higher, you know. They don't teach like that anymore. They teach more, okay, I'm going to teach you today how to be blessed. The five steps to blessing. Five ways to get your blessing, (laughs) you know. Uh, that's not doing you any good, Bri, because Christianity is death and you're constantly dying. It's nothing about raising you higher. That is a self-pleasing gospel. We need to learn how to go lower and how to put our flesh under submission, not build it up. You see what I mean? Good morning, Katrina, Robin. Good morning, everybody. Um... Uh, That the man of God may be perfect. Thoroughly furnished. Unto all good works. In other words. Preparing you to be able to do. What God has called you to do. That's what. The greasy grace. And the false hope does not do. It does not prepare. The bride. It doesn't prepare her. For what is the truth. It doesn't prepare her for. Uh, suffering, for persecution, and all that other stuff. Okay, Bible, look, I'm going to pray for you, uh, for your eyes. Remember, we learned in the Word today about our eyes and our ears, that we would hear the truth. It come out again today about truth. God is really letting us know, through these Bible studies, how much He feels about truth. Okay, Lord... Thank you so much for your word today, Lord. Thank you for your correction today. Thank you for rebuking us today. Thank you for opening our eyes today. And Lord, I pray for all my friends out there and for me, Lord, that our ears would be open to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let our ears be open, Lord. Let our eyes be open to see the truth and not be deceived, Lord. In this hour, Lord, I pray, Lord, that all the ministers that are preaching this, that they have a revelation and they come out of this, Lord, and they would not do that and begin to teach people the truth and prepare them and to preach the truth, just like you said in your word, Lord. We thank you and give you praise today, Lord. You're worthy to be praised. We thank you for these Bible studies, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, bride. Well, I'm going to get off here and get with my team. It's almost time. And uh, we have to go after this idol today and asking the Lord to forgive our nation. And I just want to say this, bride. When we're praying, this team of 20 people, when we're praying over these idols every day, we go before the throne and we accept the sins, like say this is the idol, the sin that we have committed before God right here. We take that upon ourselves. We stand before the throne and we accept responsibility for what our nation has done to Him. And what the church has done to Him. What the bride has done to Him. And we're being real with God and we're accepting it upon ourselves. And we're... we're admitting what we did, asking Him to forgive us and cleanse us. So that's what we do every day. And this is a 40-day mission, a mission by God. If you would consider Bride helping to fund the trip, we're all going to Washington, D.C. to tour the White House, to pray at the White House, uh, to go to the Museum of the Bible, uh, to pray throughout Washington, D.C. You can do that on our website at wearethebride.us.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.